Hi everyone, I'm Adrienne Smith and this is the Messy Progress Podcast. In this episode, I'm talking with Pauline Caballero, one of the co-founders of Power Yoga Canada, author of the new book, Pivot, which explores five practices to strategize and support you through change. I highly recommend this book. It's structured so that you can put in a new practice each week for five weeks. So what you need to know about Pauline. Pauline is a serial entrepreneur. She's a mom of two, and she's just great with so many things. I've, I've really admired her for the entire time that I've had my studio. They opened Power Yoga Canada a year after I opened my first studio, and I've just watched how they've grown and they've empowered their community into action. Starting with one studio and now growing to 12 locations across Canada and even looking to expand into further into North America, which is really exciting. She's inspired me so much that I decided to create a little bit of a copy, but creation of our own program at the studio called 30 Days to Level Up. And you can find the details and register for this program at powerofyourom.com forward slash uplevel. The program begins on Monday, November 16th. Again, you can sign up for the program and get more details at powerofyourom.com forward slash uplevel. The program will support you with daily practices for being where you are, looking where you wanna go, moving into action, connecting with what matters most, and creating just to create. I'm so excited to share this program with you, and I really invite all of you to join me. Until then, enjoy the show. I'm just so excited to with you today, Pauline, and have this conversation that is at best organic and probably all over the place because that's, uh, I think, how life has been and how we both operate the best is really all over the place and then reining it in. Like, What should we kind of what should we target? What should we, you know, really focus on? And um, so thank you for being here with me today. Oh my goodness. Thank you so much for having me. I love it. Organized chaos at best. <laughs> Organized chaos at best, for sure. So I want to just dive in like first to a couple things in your book that you released, a book that you've spent, I don't want to say spent 10 years writing, but it was an idea that you had 10 years ago. And I want to know is like, what was the moment? Because there's all these people that everyone wants to write a book. Not everyone, but there's this, we, we all could write a book mm-hmm. that could be something that's a creative endeavor for ourselves. And whether anyone reads it or not, it's like, I'm just going to put this out into the world because it's in my heart, in my head. And so what moment for you that you're like, I'm actually going to write the book? Mm, yeah, but it's, it's interesting because they're like two distinct moments, huh? Like I remember writing it on a t-shirt. So I was at a, you know, an ambassador summit and we were creating I am statements and it was like, I will write a book. And then the year was like 20, I don't know, 2015, I think is that's on the t-shirt. And um, it wasn't really until 2017 that I actually decided like, yeah, you know what? I'm going to actually write the book. And the only reason why is I was sick and tired of my hearing myself say that I want to write a book. I was just exhausted from hearing that excuse. And um, I mean, I talk about it a little bit in the book, but someone actually said to me like, well, why would you write a book? No one's going to read it anyways. And I can particularly remember a time when that something like that was said to me. I was, um, I was in grade 12 in high school 
and I wanted to get into the kinesiology field. And I'll never forget the teacher saying to me like, oh, you don't have the marks for that. You can't do that. And I had pretty great marks. And I actually was a competitive figure skater. So I was quite active athlete. And Ooh, we need to talk about this because I, I was a figure skater myself. I didn't know that. That's so yeah. cool. Love that. We'll bring that back. <laughs> <laughs> but that's, that's why, like, I was like, again, here I am again with the same type of situation because someone says I can't, I'm not going to. And I, I just got really tired of it. And, you know, and then my older guy, I have a 15 year old, um, at the time of our conversation and, uh, an eight year old and the 15 year old's like, well, mom, I'm so tired of hearing you say that you're going to write a book anyways, just, you're going to do it, just do it. And that was enough. Like right there, that was sort of just enough, you know, like for, for my kid to say, wake up, mom. I finally- yeah, they're listening. He's listening to you. Yeah, they're listening. They're listening. And I didn't want to be that for him, you know? And how cool it is to be um, a mom, a a person in his life that he sees doing something that they're going to, that they say that they're going to do. Oh, totally. But, you know, they chirp me all the time. They're like, oh, look, mom's picture book because of my exercises. (laughs) And um, they chirp me all the time about the length of the book. Uh, Saying saying that. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> 115 pages. That's not even long enough. Yeah, exactly. But, um, you know, I, I kind of flipped that on them. I'm like, well, at least I know everyone will have the opportunity to be successful at reading this book and completing it from front to back. <laughs> it's not like a Harry Potter novel, right? Yeah, exactly. Definitely not. Has there been any other things you've, you've had so many different, uh, business adventures, you know, yoga studio and the kind of like franchise of what power yoga Canada is. And, you have another job and I think, is it, did you work for like FedEx Kinko's at some point in time or something like that? Yeah. Yes, I did. Has there been any moments that you've, or maybe not moments, but other projects that you've got tired of saying, like, I'm going to do this. And then you did it. Yeah. It's, it's interesting. You know, it, it isn't related to around work, but it was a great, it's related to around my health. So I mean, I've always been very active, but in 2014, 15, 16, those years, I was always quite sick, chronic sick and finding myself working very sick with a fever or taking medication to you know, deal with a headache. Um, and so I actually got sick and tired of hearing myself say that I'm going to make, make sure I'm healthy. And I felt like such a fraud. I felt as though I was just a fake yoga studio owner in the holistic wellness field. But meanwhile, I'm sick all the time because I was just working myself to the bone. Um, And so that right there was the time that I created the healthy habit of moving my body every single day, first thing in the morning. And it's been a habit that stuck to this day where I wake up and the first thing I do, not looking at a phone, not looking at my computer, not looking at a thing is move my body. And so that would be like another time where I clearly distinctly remember saying to myself, like, you've got to, you've got to do something different today, Pauline, like you've just got to wake up. Yeah. It's so crazy that we're having this conversation today because I had just this explosive conversation with my husband last night and we've had a lot of those as I'm sure many people have. And, uh, this morning I woke up and I was up before like alarm clocks. It was like, it's just been, we just had daylight savings and 
time change all that jazz. And I woke up and I was laying there in bed and I'm like, I actually don't want to do the same thing I do every morning, which is wake up, have a coffee, sit and be still waiting for my house to get started. Like my daughter's three and she's been waking up also at like 525. I'm like, Lord, give me a skip. Can we have one moment? And uh, I literally, I just got up and I, I was like, I, I want to move today. Mm-hmm. And I know that that's the thing that's going to shake off the anxiousness and the conversation that we had last night. And, and I walked out of the house for an hour, went for a walk, came back. And actually it was, it was really interesting because, you know, you have kids and little kids is a completely different ball game where you're like, someone has to be there when they mm-hmm. wake up. Mm-hmm. And I was kind of sick and tired of putting it on myself that I was that one. And it's never even been something that we've discussed that like, I would be the one that's home in the morning. And so I'm like, I'm just going to go. I'm going to just walk out of the house. And the crazy thing was, is I got back and apparently my daughter had woken up at five. So I had gotten out just in time and my (laughs) husband was pissed. Like he was just like, Anyway, she's trying to get my daughter to eat her breakfast and, and I was like a little bit, you know, like we could go into like the, the drama triangle on that one. But I was just like, no, I went out and did the thing that I knew was going to help me feel better, be better. And I was like, why have I not been doing that for forever? Mm-hmm. 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 And I think it is that like, that's such a great question is like, I'm sick and tired of having this be the dialogue that I'm having with myself every single morning that I wake up or at night when I go to bed and, you know, kind of that the drama triangle of villain rescuer, victim, prosecutor, rescuer is like, yeah, where am I playing those parts and then not taking the accountability and expecting someone else to free me up. Yeah, exactly. Cause that's where the accountability lies. Like the only way out of any type of dramatic situation is with self with you and taking that accountability. And we forget that, you know, because it's so much easier to put blame over there. Like you're doing this to me, this is happening to me. Distinct from like, yeah, that's me. I'm accountable for the way my life is showing up. Only me. And it's crazy because we see it happen in the world and like people be successful at it. So like the first thing that just came up to mind was like, oh, McDonald's is what's making me fat. Right. It's like, no, they didn't, they didn't put the food in your mouth. Like, yes, they make it affordable for you to buy it, but you have to be at the choice of eating it. hundred percent, a hundred percent. And I talk about that in the book too, like the consequence around choice. You're choo- you're free to choose, but you're not free from the consequence of your choices. Yeah. Good and bad. And yeah. And we don't know. Mm-mm. We just don't know. But like, why not put the chips in where we, like, there is some science around, lots of science around movement and um, meditation and journaling and gratitude and eating green foods instead of things out of a package and, um, and then not blaming someone else for how it goes. (laughs) Totally. Totally. And it's a practice. It's tough not to blame someone else because that's easy. It gets yourself off the hook. 
I was just having a conversation with a girlfriend after the explosive conversation with my husband about, she's like, Adrian, quitting is easy. And I was like, yeah, it is. And I mean, like you're running, you know, you're the leader of a yoga studio in a pandemic mm -hmm. and you um, shared about how most recently you and your business partner are actually doubling down on the business because it's what you believe in. Yeah. Can you talk about that a little bit? Like how you got there? Yeah, absolutely. Before the pandemic started, we were actually in the middle of purchasing a building, a significant purchase um, and a pretty big building that we would have a headquarters at. And, um, you know, we would have multiple different disciplines and modalities there. Um, from a wellness perspective. So food and meditation and, you know, and inquiry, self-inquiry around the mind and study of ontology, which is the study of being, how we show up in the world. And then the pandemic hit and we had to shut everything down. So things that we never thought would ever happen were happening. And, uh, you know, we still had this blooming offer on the building that we just hadn't put the deposit down on. And, you know, we really sat with it and I sat with it for a little while because it takes me back to when we first opened our business back in 2009. And, you know, how we really kind of put everything on the line. And, you know, there's a level of comfort, you know, when you've been running a business that's been quasi, you know, successful and, you know, you, things are fine, you know, and that's always a dangerous word for me. It's, oh, everything's just fine. But there was still something there that we're really looking for. And what, what we're most concerned about and the reason why we ultimately ended up doubling down is because of the third wave that we're most concerned about. Everyone talks about the first wave that sent us into lockdown, the second wave that's coming back and having us close certain, um, you know, certain business levels again and certain verticals are affected. But where I'm most curious is what's the impact on the third wave and the third wave being mental health, how we conduct ourselves, the level of anxiety, the level of fear. We don't know what the impact is going to be on our school age children, period. We have no clue. And just so, got the chills. Yeah. And so like, what the heck we decided, you know what, if what we say is so, if what we say is that we're, we're into yoga and we're into well-being and we're into people, then we've got to put our money where our mouth is. And so we did, we doubled down. And you know, what I did differently this time compared to the first time when we opened up our business is I actually enrolled my husband and included him in the conversation. He was in the zoom calls. He was in the boardroom. He was at the meetings and so he too can be in the same game of doubling down. Um, but yeah, that's what we did. We, um, we ended up purchasing a building. We ended up investing money in the online platforms. We ended up creating a accountability coaching program that we're taking to corporations to support accountability. And we are doubling down on our word, which is uh, scary. Don't know whether it's the right thing or not right now you know we're talking in the midst of sort of you know even even unrest with the elections of the us and even though i'm here in canada it uh, it still affects us what happens down there affects us here it affects our dollar it affects our economy so in the midst of all of this unknown we're choosing to keep going and we What's don't your thing in your, um, in your book, the first part is about, or not the first part, but um, in the perspective section, we talk, you talk about values. Mm. And so um, I know family is a value and you mentioned how fun is a value because you realized when it wasn't happening that you actually needed to bring it in. 
And so this part of um, what's the word that you capture around all that you're up to with wellness? Well, really the commitment is to empower communities into action and um, in a way that involves the, the whole individual. And that would be like sort of, I, I would say the phrase um, that, that really encompasses all of that stuff. You know, one of the other core values that I have is security, <laughs> the irony of it all, because it's like, it's a value and it's, it's interesting because now that I feel like I'm in collaboration, true partnership with my husband, I feel like we're secure because even if it fails, at least we're doing it together. Um, whereas, you know, in the past, I've always felt like it's all on me. It's up to Pauline. I have to fix it. I have to do it. Distinct from being inclusive and allowing for partnership and collaboration to happen. Yeah. It's one of the things actually, like in the book, I talk about 360 reviews. It's one of the things that I, I mostly get reviewed upon. Like when I ask for feedback and it doesn't matter where, with my family, with at work, with my business partner, Kinley, the number one piece of feedback is that I don't let people in. I actually don't collaborate. Whereas I just take an idea and I run with it. But what I don't do a great job at is creating the vision and the story for everyone to follow with me. Yeah, I relate to you so much. <laughs> That was actually a question I was going to ask you was, you know, what's a piece of feedback that you've heard on repeat? Oh my God, that one. You're so secretive. Like you don't include people and that fits so much. Cause I'm like, oh, I'll just do it. And then I'll tell them what we're doing or, or these guys don't get it anyways. They don't even understand. Like I'm not even here. I'm 10 years from now. I'm over there, you know, in, in 2030, <laughs> I'm not mm -hmm. even talking about 2020. <laughs> So when you created this, like the, so, you know, one of the pillars, I don't know, it's a pillar, but mission statement for Power Yoga Canada is to empower communities into action. And so that being, I was inspired by so many things in your book and how um, I realized in my business and my studio and my marriage, my parenting, it's just like, I haven't looked at the values at the core. Mm. And then part of the book is like, um, is vision and really casting the vision for whether it's a year from now, 10 years from now, when you're creating this, I'm, I'm thinking of like a mega center for wellness is, was that something that you came to, like came to vision, came to fruit through like an exercise like that? Yeah, it's such an interesting question. So, I mean, I've been so fortunate to be trained with, you know, large corporations and um, I was able to take the the really great parts of it. And one of the great parts of it was culture. And um, what I knew at the forefront was whatever we're going to create, I want it to be for others, not distinct for, for me. And so I think like from a vision perspective, like even like my vision for my family, it's so funny. I was talking about it with my mom yesterday because my mom was over and she's like, you know, I was traveling and in Canada, when you travel and come back, uh, like I was in Mexico and I was in the US for work. And when you come back to Canada, you have to quarantine for 14 days and like legit quarantine. Like you can't be caught walking your dog out. You know, they're, you know, you'll get fined and people have been fined. So I'm in quarantine and my mom's like, you know, you really have to take care of yourself, Pauline. And like, you really start to very old school, very traditional European, you know, um, very traditional European. I'm first generation Canadian. She's like, you have to focus on yourself. And that's it. Like, just make sure you're okay. And 
my, my entire being was like, like, I didn't even love hearing that. And then I love my mom. And, and the reason being is because it's not about me. It's always for others. So even my vision is always for my children. Like, why am I doing something? I'm not doing it. So Pauline's happy. I'm always doing it for others. And that's just sort of the DNA for me and the DNA that works well for me, even with my business partner. You know, when I met Kimley, you know, she, she was very much a single individual and very focused on like the day to day. And for me, I'm constantly working with her on her vision for her life. Okay, Kinley, what does retirement look like for you? What does it look like for you to have a, you know, a really strong nest egg as you, as you move into, you know, the older years. And, and even in the last 10 years, like she basically owns her house outright, you know, we're talking about now, how do we create what's next for us in terms of, um, you know, where we're living and how we're building our future. And I don't know, Adrian, like, I just love, I love creating vision and like, opportunity for everyone. I just can't even help myself. And for those people like that know me well, it's, I'm, I'm much more interested in the collective being successful than just one person. And I, I mean, I see it every day. My house is, it's a revolving door. It doesn't matter that I'm here in quarantine because there's always people here. <laughs> like It's just, it's really the, the hub. And, and I, I love to see people uh being successful like there's really there's really two things that I sort of live by and the first thing is is I'm committed to leaving things better than I found them always and I'm committed to leaving people better than I found them and then the other thing is is like I'm really I'm really working hard at trying to look at situations and and ask myself well what would love do here because I'm I'm sort of exhausted um and tired of only looking out for myself and what I've learned, you know, really through the practices of pivot and, and really just calling myself out is that I've learned that if I truly, like, I mean, at the core, not just saying the words, but in the face of it, if I truly choose love and people, then my fundamental needs are always taken care of. And then some. Yeah. So it sounds like what I hear is like the legacy, the love, and the people it's like always, but what's, what you just said about being sick and tired, I'm sick and tired of choosing for myself is, um, I, it's such a common conversation of, you know, self-care and, and I don't want to discount that it's important. And it's also like, if I, if I look at any situation and just what's right here for me is like, you know, this huge blow up that I had with my husband last night is like, and he called me out on it while we were arguing. He was just like, like, see, you're just going, I, 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 I. And I was just like, oh shit, I am. And it's this constant thing where it's like, well, when everyone else is winning, it's hard to not say, throw up the where the I flag. And yet at the same time, am I going out for the run or the walk or the workout? in the morning? Am I getting enough sleep? Am I eating well? Like, yes, there is an I factor in that. And then is it all me or am I then using that to then create the space of service and leaving a legacy? So I'm not a total crazy lunatic with my child and with the people that I am teaching classes to. Cause there was a point for me, man, when I was like mean yoga teacher mm-hmm. and I can, like looking back now, of course, like no one necessarily said that outright, but if I look really, I could, 
I can remember feeling pretty, like pretty angry and rageful and like just how things were coming out. Like there was no love there. Right. Right. Yeah. It's, I don't even want to say it's a fine balance because I don't think it's a balance, but like it's, um, it's the opportunity. Like when, when you give, like, for instance, if you said to your husband, you know what, babe, like you go and do what you need to do today. I, I got it tonight. It's so interesting because what you'll find likely, likely, if you're in like a true partnership is like, be like, yeah, you know what, before you go to bed, hey, you know what, Adrian, like tomorrow morning, go for that walk. I got breakfast, like enjoy. You know, it's, it's what I find is like when you, I mean, it's just been my experience. Sometimes people don't even know what to say to me because I'll be like, oh yeah, you're right. Yeah, totally. That was totally my bad. And I take accountability and then it just stops. Mm-hmm. Like it just, it stops the drama triangle. It stops the needing to like one person win. And at the end of the day, I find that I win. Like, you know, raising my 15 year old has been so much fun and, and he can be challenging for sure. But I'm just so committed to finding a new way. And I'm not, I'm not interested in being his best friend because I'm like, like marks are important. This is important. Like I mean, I have rules, you know, no phone by your bed. We are not snapping girls in the middle of the night. That is not happening. I mean, you've seen him, Adrian, we were on a book club zoom call and like my, my son comes in with his like rock hard abs and his underwear. I'm like, oh, hello, this is a video call. <laughs> but yeah, one, he has no shame. And I love that about him. Um, but two, it's like, you know, I constantly, my husband and I go back and forth because it's, it's challenging, you know, teenagers are up and they're down and who knows who you're going to meet in the morning. But what I find is like, if I just come from a place of love and take accountability, we don't fight back. And, you know, he really, I don't create the space where he needs to defend himself or, you know, or justify. I just really come from a place of like, yeah, let's just love and understand and get that everyone's doing the best job that they can. And so, you know, it took me a long time to recognize that with my marriage and, and G and I, like we were separated for a year, you know, we completely lived in separate houses, but it's, and it's still work every day, but it's a, it's a choice of, you know, how do we want to be with each other and for each other? And, and what's the bigger commitment? Because I think your friend, your friend's right, girl, like, it's easy. Quitting is easy. Mm-hmm. You know, quitting is easy. Running is easy. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I've been married before and I definitely like, I, I bailed. Like if I look back, I mean, that's 10 years ago and it's like not, that's not the life that I want. Like it's, but it was, if I, God, if I only, had the someone speaking into me in the way that you know as I'm now 40 gonna be 41 in a month and I'm like we're the same age when's your birthday December 13th mine's the 24th no way Christmas Eve I love that (laughs) um but if I just like I just think about this what you're talking about with just like everything that you're creating is you know and, and mentorship and like the younger generation. And, um, that's been something that I've been hearing from my own like thoughts of like things that I want to work on. And it's like, also just like not quite figured out 
not that there needs to be a strategy, but like, where does that, where is that going to be? And I had these, you know, this, this idea of even this podcast of its messy progress. And I can't tell you how many times I've posted online that I'm like, I'm going to teach kids yoga classes. And then I'm like, actually don't want to do that. That's actually like, yes, I do. And not, that's not just it. Mm. And so there's something about, um, I guess, like kind of playing with ideas and, you know, you being a visionary and like strategist and there's, to me, there's lots of irons in the fire is how do you, how do you, what does your like average day look like? Like how you're spending your time? Cause it's like, there's family and there's, there's everything's like service and yeah, it's, I mean, it's a good question. I don't know. I mean, the pandemic has been amazing for me because I get to work from home mostly and I barely travel. Like I've only traveled once in the last, whatever, since March. So that's been phenomenal. And it makes it so much easier for me to work because I basically work in my home office and my family's right out there. You know, like they're having, I don't even know what they're doing. One's on a video play date <laughs> playing amongst us. <laughs> and the one's doing their homework. Um, but my day is pretty, I mean, my days are very full. Like I'm thoroughly used up. So I, I have a corporate job. I wake up early. I'm, I'm up at four and I generally ride my Peloton bike. And I don't know. I love Sydney Cummings on YouTube. She's this individual who releases a fitness video every morning at 5 a.m. for free. And she's a badass. So I found her on YouTube during quarantine. And then I'll do a yoga class if I have time, you know, like that. And then the boys wake up and the day gets started and um, get them off to school. And then I come back generally on calls all day. And then I use the evenings to work on the, um, yoga business. And then the weekends, I really have been focused on pivot. So I'm very work focused right now. I definitely have no, I'm out of balance. I'm out of whack, but because I'm working from home, it's so much easier for me to pop out for dinner or, you know, the boys will sometimes be in that office with me and no one can see them as I'm doing calls. Um, my kids are actually quite engaged. It's going to be fascinating to see what they end up doing with their life because they've gotten this like business experience and mom's really into mathematics. And then, then we do, you know, my oldest guy did yoga teacher training. So I don't know what he's going to turn out to be, but who knows? And service for me, like looks like different things. Like we have a really great relationship with our neighbors and, you know, really caring for them. And, Noah's friends, my oldest guy's friends are here all the time. Like I just, I love, um, you know, being for people in that perspective and breaking bread with them and sharing conversation. So it's, it's not linear. It's very, you know, very messy. It's very all over the place, but it's, it works. And I think, you know, my boys are seeing that, um, that we've been, you know, really working hard to collectively create a life and I think the opportunity for me, what I'm missing is definitely carving out more free time. The pandemic has kind of forced me to work more and because it's been so easy. So that's a gap right now. I think that I still need to personally figure out like, how do I, how do I do that um, and still do everything. And I think that I'm also going to have to start making some choices. I think as I'm, I'm, what I'm finding is as I'm getting older, I just can't operate the way I have operated before. Like energy wise or what, from what? Yeah, energy wise. And I don't even think I want to, you know, like, I think I want to slow down. (laughs) Like I, I want to work a little smarter and, 
you know, my medium, I'm really into like medium stuff and energy stuff. I wasn't before, but we had an unfortunate tragic death um, with my son's best friend that I, I just haven't gotten over, you know, I'm definitely grieving and it's coming out of my body. You can't tell, but like my eyelids are all swollen. Um, and I have like psoriasis around my skull. I, I don't know what's going on with me right now. I'm definitely, I think the trauma is coming out of my body in a weird way. Cause I'm not dealing with it. And my medium says to me, Pauline, you know, your guardian angels are telling you not to stop, but you need to have a better pulley system, like better team basically. And that's where, you know, even with the new accountability coaching program we want to do, I really see that I need to create a better vision and enroll more people around the globe so that I can achieve that, but achieve it in the way that I want to, you know, Adrian, like in team. And I want, I'm, I really want lots of people to be successful around me and not just me. Mm -hmm. And I get that from you. I get that. Like, it's really, it is a you're doing this work because you love to do it and you're called to do it. And it's like, it's, it doesn't tire you out. I feel like those are the way, the places that I always look like, do I want to do this? Is there endless amounts of energy? Am I finding myself like two hours later? I didn't even know how the time got passed and I wasn't frustrated in granite. Let's be honest. Like there's things that have to get taken care of, like internet service providing and figuring out like for sure. Taxes. <laughs> yeah, just like, oh, I have to get my SBA loan documents in order. And I'm like, oh, I don't want to do that. I'm like, okay, aware that I don't want to do that part of business stuff, but it is a necessary part of being a responsible adult. Mm-hmm. And, and at the same time, it's what do I want to keep creating? I want to keep creating all those things. And I want to keep creating what I hear you saying is like, the other people around me are being in the success with me. It's not about my success. It's about there being their success. And it's like this ripple that just keeps occurring. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I just, I think that's really, it's really inspiring for me to see that it's, and to know that you've already done that. Like you're, um, you know, I see the, the outskirts of things of, I remember because I had just opened my studio, my first studio in Illinois, and then you and Kinley opened Power Yoga Canada. And I remember, and I mean, I'm not going to lie. I like think I've stolen a lot of things from what you guys have done. I'm just like, oh, that's a good idea. I'm going to steal it. And um, <laughs> I read something somewhere recently there. It says imitation is, I don't remember what the quote was, but it was like, I know imitation is like the finest form of flattery, but it was like imitation is great until you figured out like the, how to make it yours part. And I think, you know, just even in the yoga world, like we can follow a certain sequence until it's like, yeah. And then I found something that works better for me and not better for me, but it's just like, it's more in line with my intuition and my um, wisdom. And uh, so it's, it's crazy to hear you talk about this, like whole other business program and the, 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 app and the ways that it's going to be out in the world um, with any sort of worry at all that it's not going to be cared for by others. Cause it's from my lens, it's like everything that you touch is cared for by others and um, carried by others. And I think yeah, that's like what we need to be doing more of. I know that's what I need to be doing more of. Cause it's, that's what starts to frustrate me is feeling like it's all on me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. 
because it's exhausting. And it's interesting, like what's happened, what happens when you let things go, you know, when you just let it go and not worry about, about it, because other people, I mean, there's tons of people that are smarter than me. Like some of my, some people on my team, the things that they do, I'm just like, wow, that's brilliant actually. And uh, it takes that, it takes a village. Like it's that Margaret, Margaret Mead quote, never doubt what a small group of committed citizens can do to change the world because in fact, it's the only thing that ever has. And then I think it's Hillary Clinton really that said it takes a village to raise a child. I mean, I think it takes a village to build a business. It takes a village for an idea to come into fruition. And, you know, very often, and I understand from IP and technology rights, et cetera, et cetera, that people hold their vision very close, but I don't know, there's also that level of, you know, it just takes 30 seconds of unwavering courage to just take that jump and make that leap. And, and sometimes, you know, sometimes we do it and sometimes we don't. I have tons of businesses, logos, websites. I mean, I was looking at my GoDaddy account. I think I have something like 530 websites that I've never started. Same. I have so many. I'll get like the one-year notification that's like your website, the blind spots coaching or something has expired. I'm like, whoop. Couplesreboot.com. It takes two. Different bottom line. Like I could go on and on and on. Uh, when you first, when you first were talking about, um, you know, vision with Kinley back in the beginning of like having her start casting a vision, mm-hmm. were you ever hit with any sort of resistance around it? Yeah. You know, the first thing was uh, opening up other studios. So Kinley's vision is always just to have a yoga studio. Like it was never to have multiples ever. And the whole reason that was the biggest thing that she was like, no, but you know how I ended up doing it is she got pregnant and ended up having a baby. And so while she was out for a couple of months, I opened up other locations. I mean, not behind her back. She knew about it, but we never really aligned on that vision. That very much was like the expansion vision was very much one that I had. And it, it the problem that I was trying to solve is, okay, we're going to do these teacher training programs. So we're going to create our competition, but we're not going to give them anywhere to go. That sounds ludicrous. Mm-hmm. And so that's where it came from um, to create a pathway so other people could then be entrepreneurs. And less about competition and more about giving them the opportunity to own their own business and have the freedom. You know, as, as moms, we were, we wanted the flexibility to be with our children and and the yoga studio afforded us that gave us the time. Yeah. Has there been any, or uh, my, I had a question and then I lost it and just came back is when you um, decided to partner, was it like we together are going to open this studio at the beginning, like first one, like how, what was that conversation to have a partner? I guess that's what my question is. Oh, I mean, it's interesting because when we first, so Kinley was my yoga teacher and I actually didn't even know her last name. Even when we started to do the business, I still didn't know her last name, but um, originally there was three of us and uh, we had met and it just didn't feel right for me. And so I had, I said, Hey, you know what? You guys, good luck. I'm really not interested. And then a couple months later, Kinley came back and, and said, oh, you know, I really would like to do this business with you. Like, w- are you still interested? And I said, sure. And she's like, okay, well, I'll own 80% and you'll own 20%. I'm like, well, it doesn't work that way. She's like, well, I'm the yoga. I'm like, yeah, but I'm the structure. So I, she came back after that and she's like, well, I found a place that I, you know, can we do 50-50? And I said, sure. 
And that's sort of how it started. Um, honestly, it was a very naive decision, very much just heart-based, zero thought. All of my business uh, advisors thought I was not so and crazy. I figured if the worst, it was like we bought a car that we never got to drive, you know, if it didn't work out. Um, and it was a whole bunch of luck. I wouldn't say luck. It was a whole bunch of passion and a whole lot of naivete. Sometimes the more you know and the more you analyze, yeah, it's worse. I would have never done it had I known what I know now. I know. And I hear, oh man, I, I hate, it's like my biggest, it's like the biggest dream killer, knowing more. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, even just like, let's be honest, we're in the middle of the pandemic. I, we run yoga studios and have yeah. to be, you know, in one spot, you have several locations and it's, who knows how it's going to go. And, I don't know. and I don't know. And I can look at all the different ways that everybody else is innovating and creating different things around yoga, fitness, and whatever else. And um, I've had so many people ask like, oh, are you going to do this? Are you going to have classes at the park? Are you going to have classes at the beach? And I was like, no, not. And at first it was like, oh, why are they doing it? And it's like, no, actually, it's just like, it's a no, it's a no. And I don't, I don't want to keep, I don't want to put myself all these different spots. That's actually not, I know myself well enough to know that that's going to exhaust me. Right. And actually then it's given me this chance to look at, I don't know, like read books that I really, really like and see the places in myself that get lit up from that. And, um, but not read from a place of, I need to know more. It's more of like reading because that's a reading these things. Cause it's a passion. And uh, yeah, it's just like a passion for, serving others in different ways than the ways that I've been traditionally serving them. Cause it's like, to me, that's like the, I don't want to say it's the easy way, but it's the way that like what you said before about, we've just been chumming along, like running business as usual. And then all of a sudden, boom, punched in the face. Mm -hmm. Now, what are you going to do? Mm -hmm. And everybody's experiencing that. And the number one thing that people get as a result of not knowing is anxiety and and we never knew anyways. I know. <laughs> if COVID hasn't taught you that lesson yet, you know, that is that you have no control. It's going to keep teaching it to you. Wake yeah, <laughs> up, it. people. It's already <laughs> happening. You have no control. <laughs> well, Pauline, I want to finish our talk with a couple. I have some rapid fire questions. Okay. So the rule is no filter. You just have to say whatever's first to mind. Oh my God, I love it. Okay. Great. All right. What is your favorite season? Summer. What's one piece of um, feedback that you seem to continually give others? Listen. Guilty pleasure. Chocolate. I went to Trader Joe's last night at like, I don't know what time it was. And I was like, I just need to go and get dark chocolate covered almonds. And then of course I got like a whole bunch of other stuff, but like, I'm like, Adrian, why don't you just buy this stuff? Right? When you're there the first time, but I'm like, oh, I don't need it. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> What's your favorite exercise? Because I know you love exercise besides yoga. Oh, I mean, Sydney Cummings. <laughs> like, I really love it. 
What would you say is your best quality? My care for others. What's the first thought you have each morning? Oh, what do I have to do today? (laughs) What would you tell your 30-year-old self? Don't stress about money. Thanks again for listening to the show. Please take a moment to rate the show and leave your comments so that more people can share the messy progress with us. And don't forget about the Level Up program. I'd love to see you leveling up with me. Take care and can't wait to be with you next week.